the Pittsburgh Penguins become the ninth team in the NHL to capture at least four more Stanley Cups. General Manager Jim Rutherford becomes just the third general manager in NHL history to win a Stanley Cup championship with multiple teams. Welcome back to McKenna's NHL Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle McKenna. Congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're going to get into a few things today. We'll briefly touch on the series between the San Jose Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then we'll really dive into some things here about the Smythe Trophy and how it went to Sidney Crosby and how I think he deserved it. And while you may think Sidney Crosby didn't deserve the 2016 Smythe, which is awarded to the most valuable player throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, I do. Then we'll take to Twitter uh, from McKenna's Digest and... I'll answer a question from my NHL mailbag, which I hold every week. If you'd like to have your NHL question answered over this podcast or featured in an article of mine, you can always follow me on Twitter at kmckenna underscore tlt5, and just be sure to use the hashtag McKenna's Digest. And then we have some other NHL news where there's some expansion that's going to take place, um, potentially Las Vegas, so we'll get into that. But first, let's just uh, start in the series. Look, the Pittsburgh Penguins deserved to win this one. It got to a point where the Sharks were really just avoiding being eliminated. While there was some minor hope there, which I expressed last time around with, with Martin Jones, there just wasn't enough substance there, and it wasn't the same San Jose Sharks team that got to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And hey, look, let's give credit to Mike Sullivan and company because the Penguins just looked, they did, they looked unbeatable. You know, you're almost kind of surprised if you look back on the series, like how did the Sharks even win two games? So, you know, like another congratulations to Mike Sullivan and the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. But let's get to the conversation on the 2016 Con Smythe. I had said on the last edition here of McKenna's NHL podcast that if the Penguins won, it should have gone to Sidney Crosby. And I acknowledged the other, you know, potential finalists in Phil Kessel and goaltender Matt Murray a rookie who tied a rookie record for wins in the Stanley Cup playoffs, um, which puts him in the same conversation as Patrick Waugh, a Hockey Hall of Famer. Look, Sidney Crosby was this team's MVP. You know, he was kind of Mr. Everything this series. And when you look back on it, people used to knock on him for not doing some of the other little things on the ice and the other intangibles that require, you know, an MVP to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he did all of the, those things this time around. He blocked shots. He had the takeaways. His face-off percentage was higher than in years in years past for the playoffs. So those were things that we used. You know, people used to knock on him. You know, we all know. He, look, he's one of the most talented players in the game. Um, and you know, this time around, the goals and the point production weren't necessarily there, but they didn't have to be. That's not the role you want for Sidney Crosby on this team when they're you're as deep as the Penguins were. And people don't realize that. Sidney, look, yeah, I know he was also a minus two. Uh, I believe he's the first player to win the, you know, Conn Smythe since Jonathan Tate's 2010, who finished as a minus. But you need to realize Sidney Crosby is going is going against the team's top line, you know, shift after shift, night after night. And that that allows other players such as Evgeny Malkin, Nick Benino, Carl Haglin, Phil Kessel and company, that allows those players to be better to do their thing, and to be productive. If Sidney Crosby didn't play the way he did in this playoffs, the, then Phil Kessel isn't e- even in the conversation to be an MVP. Does that make sense? Crosby went out there and he wore out the opposing team's best players, and whoever else he played against for that matter. 
this guy was all over the ice, like I said, blocking shots, making plays, you know, and whether he was getting on the score sheet or not, chances are he had the puck in the opponent's zone for a while, which then sets up, you know, an offensive zone face-off, which then can lead to a goal. So that's why Phil Kessel is in the, and look, I'm not taking anything away from Phil Kessel, but that's why he's in this conversation is for the, for the Conn Smythe. Look, he was second or third fiddle, and that's fine, and he was really good on it. And that's how teams win Stanley Cups. You know, it's kind of like a Marion Gabrick situation. Remember when Gabrick came into New York, played really well in the regular season, playoffs, eh, well, you know, the the Rangers traded him because he couldn't score in the playoffs. He goes to L.A., and he put up numbers in the playoffs that were fantastic. He was in the conversation for a Conn Smythe, but because he had other players around him, like a Sidney Crosby-esque player, Anze Kopitar, that put him in a better position to succeed. And to have and to have those productive numbers. See that that's what a, a Conn Smythe winner is compared to any other sport. Is there's more to it than just the eye and the numbers. If you disagree that Sidney Crosby shouldn't have won the Conn Smythe, okay, I respect your opinion, but give me more logic than just the points Phil Kessel put up or the obvious with Matt Murray. And I've said it before. Look, Matt Murray's really good. And I think he's going to continue to be really good. In fact, they're probably, they should. They're going to trade Marc-Andre Fleury now, a future hockey all-famer because of him. But you need to look at the bigger picture. Was he an MVP for the Stanley Cup playoffs? No. And um, I can't, we can't say, look, if Marc-Andre Fleury was in net, that the Penguins would have won because that's just unfair. We're not going to do that. But Matt Murray was not the main reason why the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Um, and if you're going to say Matt Murray deserved it, there's no way because Martin Jones deserved it over Matt Murray. Jones completely outplayed Matt Murray in the series. Yeah, his team didn't win the game, but for crying out loud, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins were doubling the Sharks' shots, and he had all those guys coming at him nonstop, Crosby, Malkin, Benino, Hagelin, Kessel. So there, there's no doubt in my mind that Sidney Crosby deserved the Conn Smythe and I know there's the other people saying, oh, well, he just got it because it's Sidney Crosby, Gary Bettman in the NHL. They want him to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that's, that's not true. But I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate, he deserved it. And because of those other things he did away from the puck, the block shots, and just putting his team in a better position to succeed, I think really uh, showed how he matured as a leader as well. And look, I was I was never the biggest Sidney Crosby fan, but I was never necessarily a quote-unquote hater either. I just think it's fair. Give credit where it's due. And I think this guy really proved it this time around and, and looked like a true captain out there, uh, maybe compared to years past where it might have been obvious he was annoying. We'll leave it at that towards uh, you know other teams and maybe his public image. But I think he deserved it. And I also found it kind of fitting that when the San Jose Sharks pulled their goalie, you know, they have the puck in the zone, they're, you know, they're... They're working around the boards. They go to look to get a shot from the point. And what do you know? Sidney Crosby literally comes out of nowhere, kind of slides on the ice, blocks a shot. What do you know? The puck gets out of the zone, and the Penguins go down the ice and get an empty net goal. So I thought that was fitting, and that would that just put the icing on the cake for Sidney Crosby's playoffs and why he deserved the Conn Smythe. But anyway, let's take to Twitter, as I have a question from McKenna's Digest. What do you think happens with the goalie situation in Pittsburgh now that Murray won the Penguins the Cup? Uh, I, you know, I briefly mentioned it before and in some other editions here of McKenna's NHL podcast. 
which can also be found on iTunes, by the way. You can subscribe for free if you'd like. Just search McKenna's NHL Podcast. But, um, yeah, no, I think the Penguins should highly consider trading Marc-Andre Fleury now that Matt Murray has proven he can take a team, not on his shoulders, but he can, you know, he can hang. He can be there for a team uh, like Pittsburgh and help them go on a Stanley Cup Finals run. I mean, they just won the Stanley Cup and... Look, I mean, like I said, he looked good, and he's in the same conversation as Patrick Waugh, and this kid's only 21 years old, and right now, I think there's a lot of room there for him to get better. I see scalability, potential to grow as a player, as a starting netminder. Will they experience some growing pains? More than likely. I'm sure at some point, if the Penguins do decide to trade Marc-Andre Fleury, as soon as Murray kind of struggles, we're going to look back like, oh, should they have traded Marc-Andre Fleury? Maybe they should have waited. Uh, I think that's inevitable. But still, no, I think they should trade Marc-Andre Fleury because it does a, a couple of things. A, they're going to have to deal away guys anyway now with um, it being leaked that there's going to be an expansion team. So team, there's going to be an expansion draft. And during these expansion drafts, teams have to give up a certain caliber of player. And think about how many how deep the Penguins are. Chances are, you know, that one of those guys is going to be their goalie, whether it's Murray or Flurry. So in this situation, you you do you have to give away uh, Flurry. If they do, if they trade Murray now, they don't have to worry about you know losing a guy basically for nothing in the expansion draft, and they can get value in return. And teams are going to want Mark Andre Flurry. They'll get value back. They're going to clear cap space by getting trading away Flurry. And they'll have just as good of a product in net for a much, much cheaper cost. And at a much cheaper cost for years going forward if they can sign them up for a good deal, which I'm sure they will. So it makes it just makes a lot of sense for Rutherford to trade Flurry. Um, and primarily for those reasons with the expansion draft coming up, you're going to see a lot of, there's probably going to be a lot of trades this year because of that. Teams are going to be shuffling their players around. They're going to have to make moves to prepare for the expansion draft. So, I mean, in in that case, too, it only helps the Penguins. Like, teams are going to come to Pittsburgh and Rutherford, like Calgary, like the Dallas Stars, maybe even the Carolina Hurricanes, probably not the Toronto Maple Leafs, but maybe we can throw them in the conversation. And they're going to want a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury to backbone their team going forward. And in case if you didn't know, it's been leaked um, with all the rumors swirling the past year that the NHL might be going to Las Vegas. It looks like that's going to happen. A uh, story was leaked that uh, the NHL will be set to announce that they will be expanding Las Vegas. Uh, fittingly enough, while they're in Las Vegas on June 22nd for the NHL Awards, the NHL has made it known that they were planning on announcing what steps they would be taking in the expansion process that day in Las Vegas. So it would be kind of awkward if they did that and announced that Las Vegas was not getting a team. So that should be interesting my feelings and reactions to the Las Vegas getting an NHL team I'm not I'm not super excited about it and I'm not I'm not going to come out and say oh that's that's stupid it doesn't really move me you know I'm, I'm optimistic in all for change um if this is going to help grow the game then then so be it and cool you know I'll support the decision but I think this is one of those things like n- no one probably knows uh, because this will be the first time that Las Vegas gets a professional sports team and one of the major sports here in North America. So are they going to have a problem where in years to come, maybe not at, fir- at first they're probably going to do well um, 
in the stands, right? There's probably going to be a lot of butts in the seats. Um, but I think then the obvious is after that, if the team struggles or if there's just no fan interest there, consistent fan interest, are they going to start looking like the Florida Panthers arena where you just see vast empty patches around the place? And then I know the casinos are going to buy, I'm sure, a ton of tickets. So will that cause you know a problem to have more empty seats when all these these corporations buy these seats and then people don't go to the games? I mean, we're going to have to find out. And if that's the case, NHL is going to find out the hard way. But I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. And I think with the with this expansion draft, with the rules they've laid out, I think this team, you know, there's maybe a chance they could be competitive. Uh, I think we're used to seeing expansion clubs not being competitive in the NHL. Like, if you look back, the Atlanta Thrashers, the Nashville Predators, the Minnesota Wild, the Columbus Blue Jackets, it took, all, it took some time for those teams to get good. And now one of them isn't even around. But I think this Mr. Foley... And what he's trying to do, I think he's his head's in the right place business-wise. And I get the impression that he wants something more than just a team. He wants a winning team. So, like I said, doesn't really move me in the sense where I'm really excited, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's stupid either. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm interested and optimistic to see what happens there. It would be disappointing, though, if uh, Quebec doesn't get a team. I think they deserve one. Um, you know, any major city like that in Canada really deserves one, especially when they had a team and then they were relocated um, somewhere far away here in the United States. Uh, I think on the ne- next edition of McKenna's NHL podcast, we'll really get into what GM should, what you can expect from some teams, general managers, and what moves they're going to kind of make in, in preparation for the uh, expansion draft. You know, we'll get into the NHL awards, some other free agency things. And like I said, if you'd like to have your question answered over the podcast here or featured in an article of mine, which can be found on hookedonhockeymagazine.com, you can always tweet at me at kmckenna underscore tlt5, and just be sure to use the hashtag McKenna's Digest, and I'll be sure to answer your, your question. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the week.